Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostest, Angel Wallace-Miles. Hi, how are ya? <laughs> I am personally doing really, really well. Honestly, life is good. I've been pretty sick the last few days. I don't know what is going around, but it's only been two days that I've been sick and I'm actually feeling so much better now. So that is good. Uh, I am getting a lot of hate still online, but that's okay. It is what it is. If I am the person who needs to receive the hate in order for y'all to receive your value and your, you know, the, the information, the posts that I can give you, then so la fucking be, or say la fucking be. I am happy to go through that if it means that you get the value that you need. So I'm happy. Now, I am just so excited to jump into today's episode because today's episode is six lessons I've learned about being a gym girl, but equally six lessons I learned so you don't have to go through them because I learned them by doing. I learned them by going through them, by crying, by going through the pain and the torture of having to actually acquire this knowledge. And you simply get to listen to this podcast and you get to learn all about them. So that's kind of a fucking win. If you do like this episode or you are thinking about wanting to know more about me and that gym girl, please give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if I were you, I would definitely check out our Instagram at Angel Wallace Miles. Everything will be in the show notes. Now, should we get into the fucking episode? I think we should. So six lessons I have been 
learning or I have learned after becoming a gym girl. The first lesson, the consistency of days in the gym is more important than the number of days you go. And I will say this until the day I fucking die, going one day per week is better than zero. And equally, going three days consistently for 12 weeks is better than you going six days a week every now and then. And I want us to think about the tortoise, tortoise or tortoise and the hare scenario. You know that old wise tale of basically there is a running race between the tortoise, the t- <laughs> why can't I say this fucking word? The tortoise and a hare, which is a rabbit. And the hare is supposed to be really fast, really gung-ho, and it's supposed to be, you know, the shit. And the turtle is supposed to be a turtle. It's supposed to move so, so slowly. But the hare basically sprints and then it gets tired and then it rests and then it falls asleep. And then it does that again because it realizes the turtle's past it. And then it sprints and it gets really burnt out and tired and then it rests and then it falls asleep. And it realizes that the turtle who was going the same pace the entire time had actually gotten to the finish line before it. And that is the exact same metaphor for this. It doesn't matter if you are going gung-ho and fucking having these big waves of motivation and momentum if they don't stay consistent because you're not going to achieve your goal at the same sustainable rate. You're just going to be having these big wins and then burning out and then having big wins and then burning out and it's not realistic. That's not a lifestyle. And this isn't a fucking error. We're not in our gym girl era. If you're becoming a gym girl, you're becoming a gym girl, period. And whether or not you do Pilates as well or running as well or whatever it is, that doesn't mean you're not a gym girl. It just means you're a gym girl who also runs, who also does Pilates. That's fucking sick. Lesson number two. The scale really has no relevation or relationship, sorry, is my better pronunciation, My pronunciation today is so whack. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But the scale has no relation to your body composition. And I know that's going to sound really weird because you're like, Angel, like if I'm X amount of kilos or X amount of pounds, that means that I am more fit or this or that. And yes, to some extent. But I really want to tell you from my personal experience, and I'm going to use numbers here. So this is a warning that I will be talking about specific numbers. But when I weighed 60 kilograms, I thought that I was, you know, overweight. This is the this is the thought I had it. It's not true, but this is the story I was telling myself. And so I decided to lose weight and I lost about seven kilograms and I was so, so lean and I had no muscle. I was not really toned and I was just lean and I felt weak and I was a low scale weight, but my body composition was horrific. My energy was so low. I had such brain fog, headaches. I just hated my existence and so I started to gain weight and I gained more than 60 kilograms and I'm the strongest I've ever been the most toned I've ever been the happiest I've ever been with myself and my body and that that is the truth for me and so people can come up to me and say but your scale weight is this and you're this and blah 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 that doesn't mean shit to me that actually doesn't and if you've got a weight loss goal that's awesome for you I'm really happy for you I'm really proud for you proud of you But equally, when you get to that goal weight, we need to detach from it. Because when you get to that goal weight, you think that you have to go further and push lower than that. 
and that's not true. So I think that's really important. And, you know, I always say this to my clients, a kilo of muscle is going to weigh the same as a kilo of fat. Muscle, one kilo of that is going to weigh the exact same as a kilo of fat. The weight scale doesn't know the difference. So yes, obviously you need to take what I say into, you know, with a grain of salt if you have your own weight loss journey. But equally, when you start putting on muscle, it's going to fucking weigh. Lesson number three, you are only weak in your upper body because you never train fucking upper body. This this reminds me of, I used to have a friend who just constantly complained about how much they hated their job. And this is someone who could very easily get another job. Like they are in a position where they could very easily get another job. And this person would fucking complain all the time oh, the drive is too long, oh, my colleagues are so bitchy, they gossip, oh, I hate my boss, I hate my customers, this is what they would say and I would send them new job applications, I would, you know, ask friends and family if they do have any jobs going and then a week would pass and my friend, you know, that same friend would have coffee with me and she would say the same fucking thing again. She would say, I hate my customers. I hate my co-workers. They're so gossipy and bitchy and rude and I hate my boss and I hate the commute to work. And I would say, I'm having the same conversation with you. And it doesn't matter if you know that there's a problem. You have to actually make action on that problem. And that goes the same for your weak ass upper body. It doesn't matter that you've identified that you have a problem area if you don't do shit about it. I don't want to hear you complaining. I want to see you working. And I know that's a hard truth. But sis, if I don't tell you, who else is going to fucking tell you? And I used to say that. I used to say to myself, oh my God, I'm so weak. My back is so weak. But I was never training back. I was just doing lower body. And I have so many people that I know in my life who always say to me, Angel, my back, I, n- I never get a strong back and da, da 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 And all I ever see them doing is hip thrusting. And as much as I think that you can hip thrust through a big bum and you can be really strong in your glutes, sis, start working your fucking upper body. Do you know how empowering it is? You're going to be so obsessed. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Lesson number four. Nutrition is simple but it's not easy. And I say this because you're going to see so many fucking influencers and personal trainers and this and that. And they're going to say to you, here, here's my calorie formula. Here's my macros. Here's my calculations. Here are all the tools. What those tools don't have is feelings. What those tools and those online calculators don't have are emotions. And your feelings and your relationship with food, they're not easy. And sometimes they're not simple. You know, we, this is so interesting because I really want you to think about you and your relationship with food. Where does that stem from? And, you know, sometimes it can stem from watching your mum and her relationship with food. I know that's something that's really, you know, touching for me. It can, it can come from the way that your parents speak about others and around food. Oh, it's making snide comments on people. It might be the way that your aunties and your grandma speak to you at the dining table. Or it might be the things you see on social media, like the day I eat, you know, the, the, 
day in a life of my eating or what you should eat in a day to have this body type. Those, those don't, those, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to look for? All of those accumulate and cause the relationship that we have with food and the guilt and the shame and the binging and all of this complication. And so, yes, you might have weight loss goals or toning goals or muscle goals, but you need to ensure that those goals take into account the complex and not easy relationship you have with food. And I am happy to do a whole podcast episode about my relationship with food and how it is ever evolving because it's sometimes simple, but it's not easy. And that is a huge thing I learned. And I think that more girls need to have validation around that you might be struggling to hit your calorie level or stay in your deficit or go in your bulk or whatever it is that you're fucking doing with your food, whatever fucking thing you're trying you may not be, you know, an undisciplined person. You may just have a complex relationship with food and we may just need to tackle that first. And that can be a confronting conversation to have. Lesson number five, optimal is overrated. (laughs) There is going to be a lot of fucking men who listen to this or probably not. I mean, I assume I have mostly females (laughs) who listen to this and are going to say, Angel, you're wrong. You have to have optimal workouts. You need to make sure that every exercise and every piece of food you put into your mouth is efficient and optimized and perfect in this. And don't get me wrong. There is a time and a place for evidence-based training. There is a time and a place for science-backed food, programming, training, everything like that. But you, you listening, you're a real fucking person with real fucking shit and drama and school and uni and work and friends and families and commitments. So you need to take what you see online and you need to dissect it and actually choose which parts are going to be implemented into your life. What parts of optimal training are actually relevant and realistic for you? Because maybe hitting that ridiculous number of steps and doing X amount of training sessions per week and doing X diet or having whatever food intake whilst you're studying full time, working and taking care of family and friends isn't realistic and that's okay. You need to figure out what is optimal for you right now. That is the fucking key because the people you see online who are preaching optimal training, they do fitness for a living. And nobody else is going to fucking say that online. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The people who are preaching optimal training. They 
paid to go to the gym and research the gym and create content about the gym for a fucking living. And you don't have that privilege. And that doesn't make you wrong. It actually gets to validate you and give you permission to implement what you're learning into your life into a very realistic way. And no, I'm not giving you the permission slip to be lazy or to, you know, lag out on your sessions. But I need you to take this with a grain of salt and actually understand what's realistic for yourself. Lesson number six, being a gym girl is not an eight-week fitness challenge. And I know this because I did an eight-week fitness challenge (laughs) and I got to the end of it and I felt defeated. They used me for marketing promo and that's completely fine. They were a very, very good gym and I learned quite a lot in that challenge, but I also lost a lot of myself in that challenge. I pushed too hard too fast. It wasn't sustainable. I was eating a disgusting amount of calories that is definitely not going to be, I'm not going to even name how little I was eating because it was just way too low. I was training twice a day, sometimes even doing an extra strength session on top of that. I was hitting steps. It was just too much, too much for my little body. And I was so lean and so weak and had brain fog and headaches and I was tired and I was emotionally wrecked and it was just not a good a good time. And it's understanding that, yes, you can be disciplined. Yes, you can be accountable. But this is a lifestyle change. This is a journey. This isn't just some f- switch that you turn on for eight weeks and then turn off after that. No, this needs to stay. This needs to stay through the good times, the bad times, the holidays, the celebrations, the breakups, everything. It needs to stay. It needs to be your foundation. Fitness and being a gym girl actually needs to become your therapy. It needs to become your outlet. It needs to become the part of you that you need. And it needs to be a foundation. So I hope that you're starting to understand fitness gets to be something that really complements you and you get to look after yourself because you so deserve that and you so deserve to use fitness and health as a form of self-care not a form of torture or punishment or evilness and so those are my six lessons and I hope that you've enjoyed them. I hope that they've been helpful. I would love to know in the Q&A on Spotify, what is your favorite lesson that you resonated with the most? Or if you have a different lesson that you think is better, I would love to know it. And I think we should have more of these conversations because fitness is not an all or nothing, black and white, yes or no concept. It is gray and it is personalized and it needs to fit your life and I think you need to give yourself the permission for that to happen because otherwise we are going to go at 100 miles an hour and then we're going to burn out just like the fucking hair. (laughs) Hold up. I need to take some water. Everybody take your damn water drink right now. Mm -mm -mm. Yum, 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 yum. (laughs) Well, I am going to love and leave you. I hope you have a beautiful blessed day. And if you haven't done something for yourself today, please do. You fucking deserve it. Okay. Bye. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 